Yeah. I actually have one. I didn't bring I have a gimbal, but yeah, it's kind of this is good enough for this. Like, but for the actual recording, yes. <laughs> All right. So Okay, we waited a few minutes for people to get on. Hopefully it's streaming. I don't know. I have one window that says that it timed out. One window <laughs> says it's working. I feel like you never know these days. Um, and we are recording so that in case it's not streaming for whatever reason, we have it. We can put it up on the Facebook group, on YouTube, on website, all over the place. So I'm going to kick it off. There might be a couple other people that pop on that told me they were coming, but who knows. Um, so... I'm Beth Hopper, CPA, CGMA. I know most people here, some better than others. Um, we've been doing this for, is this the second year, third year of this business book club that came about because I read a lot. And then Alex, who is my husband, in case you can't tell by the last name, steals the book and reads it before I finish it. <laughs> um, I'm muting you, Alex, you're very loud. Uh, walking around Winwood, so to have more people to talk about these books with started book club hopefully it'll go back to being in person maybe some hybrid of in person online uh, in some ways this is easier in some ways it was more more fun to do it the other way um, I don't know we'll see play it by ear in the fluid situation that we have <laughs> so this month we did the go-giver by Bob Berg and John David Van. And we are extremely lucky because through my amazing marketing social media team, we got to the authors. <laughs> and Mr. John David Van is here with us, which is fantastic. Uh, welcome, welcome. I've actually been thinking for months, wouldn't it be great if I could figure out how to get the authors to come on? <laughs> So you might be the first one and hopefully we'll be able to keep doing it. It might be a little harder. You were, you were very gracious in volunteering. I don't know how much of a volunteer most people are going to be. Those other guys will have to just up their game. Right? That's right. Um, you want to tell us anything about the book in particular, like something maybe that you really love about it? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. A uh, uh, couple of things. The first thing is, is just that you know, um, when Bob and I wrote this, it was over a decade ago. In fact, we wrote it you know, over 15 years ago. It was published over a decade ago. It took us a couple of years. Wow. And it was turned down by 22, it was turn, turned down 22 times by publishers. Um, so yeah, they all said things like, you know, we like it, but it's got this problem or it's got that problem, or, you know, we're not sure. But it's it's one of the you hear those stories about you know Kentucky Fried Chicken or about you know Chicken Soup with the Soul or these various stories where people knock Harry on Potter. doors over and over and over Harry, Harry Potter, Potter exactly yeah. <laughs> Disney they're true Disney right so that happened for us twenty two rejections um, at the time you know we we had no way of knowing how well the book would do or if it would do anything really. Um, but even though it was it was pitched by its tagline on the cover as you know a, a business idea, right? A little story about a business idea. Um, it quickly filtered out into all kinds of places. People were using it in churches. They were using it in chambers of commerce. They were using it in high schools. They were using it in uh, marriage counseling groups. 
Um, so it, it clearly seemed to touch a nerve in more than just business groups, although you know the business groups are great too. Um, and so what I wanna add to that is way back then, my wife had this idea that we ought to write a follow-up book about marriage, Go Giver Marriage. And uh, it's taken us over a decade, but we're doing that. In fact, it's coming out next spring. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, so it's a little premature to, to be talking much about it because the book isn't out yet. But just so you know, that's coming on the heels as well. This, my wife is here, by the way. Um, she is not John Mann. I was wondering says, about the, <laughs> multiple personalities. It says John Mann there, but you know, it's not really her. That's She's because the... Uh, is she Jane Mann? <laughs> no, it's not just the, ca the cable bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Anna. This is my wife, Anna Gabriel Mann. She's a co-author of *The Goal Giver Marriage*, and she's um, if you if you listen to the um, to the audiobook version of *The Goal Giver* or any of the any of the *Goal Giver* books, *Goal Giver* leader, *Goal Giver* influencer, *Goal Giver* sell more, whatever. Um, if you hear a female voice, this is Bob and me doing the audio tracks on those audio books and all of them. But if you hear a female voice, it's not Bob or me as female impersonators. That is, in fact, my actual real wife uh, who, does, who does that voice on the audio book. So here oh, she is. Cool. I think I actually did listen to it the first time a number of years ah. ago. Because driving around, I find it easier to just you know, throw an audio book on, you know, listen and learn at the same time while you're driving. So. Well, what I would say is, rather than me say more, do, do you guys have any questions for us or for me or, for, or about the book or anything? You know, as long as we're here for a couple of minutes, do you have questions? Happy to answer anything. And if not, that's okay. <laughs> uh, though I wish I had questions, but I'm only halfway through the book. <laughs> I only oh, bought I, it I yesterday. I have so many questions. Oh, my God. We we, we will avoid <laughs> spoilers, ahead, I promise you. First, first yeah. Oh, no, please tell me say, spoilers. <laughs> I'm, I'm so starstruck. I was not expecting John Mann to be here. John, I just want to tell you that I literally just recommended, like I keep harping on several networking groups that I am, that it should be required reading for anybody wow. going into any networking group because most people are of the mentality that they go into a networking group expecting to receive and yes. if you have that giving mentality, understanding that there is so much to give to the world and then naturally you receive, I think that it speaks wonders <coughs> young entrepreneurs and young professionals. I think that it's so powerful for them to understand that being humble and just giving naturally allows you to receive. It should be required reading for everybody. <laughs> that, Ronit, that is so sweet. Thank you so much. And you know, it, it, it seems to me like there's there's sort of a, a there's a level of trust. If if you go into those circumstances, like into a networking group or something like that, with with there is a certain um, sort of underlying trust. If you just have this faith that your needs will get taken care of, because you know they will, <laughs> they will. Um, it, it, there's this sense of if I don't just go out and grab, 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 then I won't, I won't get what I need. It, the world actually isn't structured that way. At least that's our belief. The world is structured in such a way that it's, it's actually a generous world. That's kind of the nature of, you know, this universe that we live in. So yeah, I, I love what you said about that, and I, and I am, I'm thrilled. Thank you. So, so, so that being said, I have a few questions. Fire away. Hey, ask first, first one, 
Okay. Um, how did you think of the different characters and their specialty? Because <sighs> it's so random. Like, yeah. you know, the That's restaurateur, like the chef restaurateur that all of a sudden is like, a, you know, in the line of business where we are, like if you're a business professional, you meet like people in all walks of life and see people go through life and change yes, and yes. morph their business um, interest. So I just wonder how you got to like decide, you know, that the coffee girl was going to be so important or that, you know, like how do you, how did you pick what area? You know, there's something about storytelling, the process of storytelling, which we're all storytellers in one way or another, right? Whether it's on paper or online or just between our family members, friends, whatever, everybody tells stories. And, and sometimes in the process of storytelling, the story itself kind of kind of pulls you. I mean, the teller, not just the listener, uh, pulls you along and, 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 you know, and brings up ideas that you didn't have when you started. I'll say this, Bob and I, neither of us had the idea for let's say, um, well, you know, that, that Rachel was going to be so important or that the coffee was going to be so important or neither of us had the idea that this guy, uh, um, uh, you know, that, that, any, that, that uh, uh, Gus was going to play such a significant role. And don't worry, I won't give you this spoiler. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there were two of us. Bob, came, Bob had the idea for this a book called The Go-Giver. And he had, he had this, um, he had, I think, uh, uh, the restaurateur, Ernesto, he had that guy. The realtor, Deborah Davenport, is named after a friend of Anna's and mine named Deborah, and another friend of ours named Davenport. But she's modeled on a real realtor that Bob knows, whose name I forgot. Because <laughs> um, uh, I don't know her myself, but she's modeled on a real person. Um, um, Pindar is modeled on Bob Proctor, who's a real person. Uh, not the same. But there's kind of a model there. So a lot of the people in the book reflect people we've known. Um, sometimes they're composite characters. Um, the idea that I love surprises and I love stories that at the end pop out with these, these revelations that once you see them, you go, of course. I didn't see that coming, but now that I know it, I can't unsee it. I should, I should have known from the start, but that's the beauty of a really, of a great story. When you have this ending where I didn't see it coming. So, but it's, but it's still, it's, it's obvious at the same time. It's, it's unexpected, but it's obvious. That's kind of how, um, and I'm trying to tread carefully here again, spoiler territory, yeah. the way some of the, the way some of the characters kind of change their roles or move around a little bit in the story. Those were things that really just uh, emerged while we were in the process of writing it chapter by chapter. And there, that's some of the joy of, um, of, of telling stories is, is finding things out. And that's the way life is, by the way, isn't it? I mean, Anna and I met, I forget how many years, many decades ago, we met at a party. Um, if you had told us both then that 30 years later, we would be married and writing this book together and having the time of our life. We would have both gone, oh, come on, that's ridiculous. That's like so unlikely. That could never happen in a movie maybe, but not in real life. Oh yeah, in real life. The, all the things that, you, that, that are remarkable in, in books and movies and so forth, none of them top real life. And, and that's, people come back to the, read The Go-Giver and, and sometimes will say, you know, it's a great story with the Pindar and the guy and, and, the, and the, the business at the end, everything. But it, things aren't like that in real life. And our answer is- Oh, yes, like, they are. 
Sorry, oh, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. You're, oh my no, God. Right. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They absolutely are. If you let them be, they absolutely are. Yeah. Mindset's everything. That's true. Other, other uh, questions? You got a question? You could raise your hand. Yeah. I, well, I was more of kind of just, you know, we, so one of the things we've done in this group is we've kind of alternated between like the more academic side and these more kind of, you know, storytelling version and it's kind of neat to see them kind of tie together you know so I don't remember if we did it in this group but Rainmaking it was a book I read years ago and it was about kind of the basic of networking and everyone takes away the details of you should write here and do whatever but not the idea of connecting people for its own sake and just giving and helping yeah I thought that was here because you know I've seen, you know, you've seen both sides. You've worked with the person who is always giving and like our protagonist, you know, really builds and accomplishes something. And then you definitely see the more mercantile, you know, mercenary yes. side of, I, I've, look, I've actually built databases that track, refers in and refers out for business development people. Like it start, you know, you have that. And there is definitely the difference. The people who are top of their game absolutely are like the characters in here. There is no quid pro quo. The ones that are somewhere in the middle, well, the better they quid pro quo, they do better as middling. But the people who really achieve something amazing are absolutely, they're just giving, they're just doing it and it kind of works itself out. So I thought that was kind of, you know, that really touched me with, you know, as we went through the parable. I love it, Alex. That's great. I, I love the way you describe it too. And, and I, I love that you said that it, people at the top of the game are actually like that because I totally find that to be true. You know, we got this stereotype of this this image from Hollywood, I guess, or I don't know where it comes from originally, that yeah. the you know the top performers in the business world are all sharks and and creeps and and like evil people with lots of money who just are in it cutthroat and that's not really what what I I personally yeah, but some so are much. but some, some are for some sure are, yeah it's real it's real there are uh, people like that really the people is, like that I find in the second also like, file, not the top. Yeah, yeah but that's a really good the point. Natural, the natural giver, there's a natural taker, there's a natural business connector. There are people yeah. that just come so naturally, like, oh my God, you have this. Oh, you should meet my friend. Absolutely. But and, on the other hand, you wouldn't do that unless you saw like your perception of that had a value proposition that is greater than the cost of it. Like, yeah. I think that at the end of the day, when you understand cost of you know the value is large is, is greater than than the cost of things then you're like a natural business connector but a lot of people don't understand that right. value proposition and they don't they don't lead with that. Yeah, and you know, Alex was talking about the difference between between making connections because you see the outcome for yourself versus making connections purely for the value of the connection itself. Like I'm going to connect person A and person B, even though me, person C, I don't see anything coming out of it for myself. I'm doing it because I just see the good coming out of it for the two of those people. And here's the thing about that is that the, the universe will come up with better surprises and better outcomes for you than you could have ever thought of yourself. So, you know, when you go and you make these connections, you connect people that, that deserve connecting, or you do things in the world that you do simply because you see good outcomes happening, even if they don't, they don't benefit you, you will be amazed uh, at the benefits that come back to you that you didn't expect, that you didn't plan, that you couldn't have plotted, you couldn't have charted. 
Uh, and, and this is, again, one of those things that doesn't just happen in a, in a movie. It's, it happens to real people. Um, and by the way, it's like neither Bob or I are fans of being naive. You know, there absolutely are cutthroat people out there. There are people who are so convinced that the world won't give them what they need unless they go and steal it, mm-hmm. unless they go and cut other people down to make themselves look bigger. Um, I mean, hey, there are people who, who, you know, who murder, kill, and steal. They rape and pillage, and, and uh, you see, our dog reacts to, to my even saying that because that's such a horrible <laughs> thought. But it's true. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's there are people like that in the world. Sorry, guys. Our dog has to make sure they know they cannot come in. <laughs> you might need to mute. I don't know. Maybe we both. Uh, sorry, but anyway, I'm... yeah. So I, yeah, I, we don't advocate being naive. And we don't advocate having this kind of la-la attitude of like, if I am just, you know, the, the good fairy who drops rose petals everywhere, then somebody will take care of my rent, right? It's not like that, right? Um, we, we believe in good bookkeeping. We believe in good record keeping. We believe in, in you know, be, paying attention to your bottom line. And we absolutely believe in charging a good price for the, for the service that you offer, for the product that you create, um, because you're worth it, because you're devoted to it. So it, it's not a, um, it's not a, what's the word, um, you know, I guess I've already said it, the rose petals thing. Um, it, we, we believe in being realistic. But it's also not tit for tat. It's not, but, but realistic includes a generous universe. Realistic happens within the context of this generous universe. And that's really what we were trying to get across. I kind of like how your book took it. And mind you, I haven't read all the whole book yet, but uh, I've gotten only halfway through. So I know there's five rules. I've gotten up to two. Um, I kind of like how it basically it took those five rules are more of a drill down of the book, The Secret. Mm. And it's like, it takes the secret, which just kind of over encompasses and tells you the entire rule of, of kindness in, in massive quantities to everyone else will bring you wealth in return. And then it breaks it down into more manageable five rules that kind of drills it down a bit further. I kind of like that. You know, it's a funny thing. We, We wrote the book, we wrote the manuscript, we wrote the book. And then about two years later, the, the secret came out. And uh, we had, we had written, you know, the second, I think the second chapter or the third chapter of the book is titled The Secret, right? Because that's uh-huh, when Joe yeah. first visits Pindar and he hears about his secret, which is giving. Mm-hmm. And I remember Bob saying, um, do you think it's okay if we still title our, our chapter The Secret? Well, people think that we took it from the movie, you know, it's like, uh, nah, it's okay. It's fine. People won't, won't, won't be alarmed at that at all. But, you know, that brings up a really interesting point. Who came up with these ideas? Well, you know what? They've been around for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. It isn't like... It isn't like any of us have come up with something that is truly radical or revolutionary. Um, in fact, we don't get people responding to the book by saying, wow, I never would have thought of this. People typically respond saying something like, you know, I always thought it was like this. This is how I always, you know, imagine things. This is, this is what seems natural to me. I just never had it put it in those words. And I think that's what, you know, what's, what a good story does. It tells you things you already know. But it tells you it tells you them in a fresh way, so you can rediscover them and find them in yourself. Um, so yeah, we didn't we didn't come up with these ideas. We just responded to them like the secret and like everybody else that talks about this stuff. John, I'm gonna just say one thing. I think that this book is to business people 
what the four agreements is to the people, you know, a person looking to work on like their self-esteem and the self-worth. I think, think that it is a beautiful way to see it. Like if you want to talk about required reading, mm. it should be, you know, four agreements on a personal level and the go-giver, if you're like literally want to be a human that, that does business, not the other way around. Well, that's, I want to jump in on that too. Good, good company to be placed in. Yeah. Yeah. I want to jump in on that simply because the four agreements had a huge impact on me many, many years ago. And I remember just looking at the stop, you know, no gossip as one of your agreements, like just like cease gossiping. And that is by itself so powerful. And anyone, you know, who is a go-giver does not gossip. I mean, because they, they wouldn't waste their time gossiping. They'd be too interested in looking at building somebody else's, you know, ability to connect or to have, you know, make all kinds of things happen in their life. They would be much more interested in positive mentoring and all of the ways that they could support and enable somebody else's success. So gossiping would just not, not, cover it. And so, yeah, I love that you compared it to that. Um, I, I, the other reason I wanted to jump in is that, um, you know, I'm the person who has been around for all these years and have known both Bob and John from before the book existed and watched the entire process of their collaboration and how the book came into being and the discussion of the laws and, you know, just all of how it came together. And I just want to say that um, Bob and John are the most powerful go-givers I've ever known. I mean, they, and they literally shape and change people's mindsets constantly. I mean, when I first knew John, I had words in my language that were literally negatives. And John would say, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> he would stop me and say, are you sure you want to say it that way? And I would be like, oh, and, it, you know, he slowly helped me totally transform the way I would bring things or express things but bob and john are both so generous i've watched them for years um live all of these laws in their daily lives and in their collaboration as well and it's just um it's just such a powerful thing um i just want to say that because bob is the most wonderful guy um that's so awesome. It's yeah. literally so awesome. I, I mean, I will tell you, I know Bet and Alex from like, we live in the same community and I've never partaken in, in, in these book club discussions, but when she posted about it, it was, I was just like, wow, the universe is insane. I <laughs> literally read the book like about, I want to say like about a month and a half ago, something like that. It was just, my daughter was reading it. She goes to a very prestigious university and she was given that book by somebody to read. So she's reading it. She finished it and she just handed it off to me. She's like, um, it'll probably take you like nothing to read. It's just, just skim through it. I would love to pick your brain. So she gives it to me and I read it and I'm just like, okay, I went on Amazon and I bought five books. Why five? <laughs> Why five? I'm going to tell you because it literally, it was, it was, I had already five people in my head that I wanted to give them this book because they're such takers. And I just wanted to give them the opportunity <laughs> to like change their perspective. 
And so these are these are not the five people you meet in heaven, huh? I guess not. <laughs> no, far, far from. And then wait, there's more. I backtracked of one of them because I bought it for one of them. Like I wanted to give it to one of them, and then I backtracked, and then I was just like, no, they're not even like they wouldn't even see the book as like a good thing. They would see it as an insult. So I backtrack on that one and I saved it for my brother who's a natural business connector. And I'm, I, I'm waiting to give it to him like, you know, for, for an occasion. That being said, why I was so excited to partake and bet like seriously, thank you for this because it is one of those life-changing books. It is one of those um, thought-provoking amazing reads it's it's such a super easy fast read um and you can break it down or you can like just sit through it and it just like absorbs you because it's like okay what's the next one and what's the next <laughs> but i really wanted to like just say that this is this is i'm starstruck by the way thank you for like being able to pick your brain thank you bet like thank you it, it you're welcome really, <laughs> it really is. and time timing timing is everything and just like you yeah. said John, you know, you start giving and you start seeing everything and it's like, wow. So yeah. timing happens. It's amazing. Pretty, yeah. It's pretty ironic that the person who wrote The Go-Giver would come on and give us his knowledge. So. <laughs> no, and that's well, the point of it. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> the point is that you, you pass on your knowledge to others and give it out in great quantities. Um, and therefore you get more. Yeah. Uh, that's that's why I and and I'm not I'm not advocating or harping or marketing or anything here. I'm just saying I personally love Salesforce.com, whom I've been partnered with for 15 years now, simply because of Mark Benioff's solid beliefs. His beliefs 100% reflect what is in this book. Yeah. Everything that is in this book that you write about, John, and <laughs> and also your friend Bob, um, just. It, it completely reflects it, everything the company does from the top down, every single layer. And yes. over the years, consistently, he has forced the company to keep on that track and to never let it become a typical doggy dog company like Microsoft and Apple and all of the others. And this is only speaking to my industry, but I, I, mm -hmm. I see this in a one major company trying to influence all of the others that are following the old model. Um, Aren't so they shining just, lights, shining lights for companies yeah. like that? Yeah, it's yeah, so And true. that's how I, I want to apply this to my little itty bitty business. And, and I'm trying to figure out how to, as I'm going through, I'm going, I'm, I'm trying to think of the example of Joe where it says, put that condition, put, put that rule into effect today. Um, and then the condition is you would be dropped if you don't c carry it out based on the honor system. And I'm like, I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm already doing the first two rules that I've gotten up to in my business model today. So I All just right. have to read the rest and see. Yeah. Pindar, Pindar will not drop you. Yay. Yay. So far, so far I'm doing well. <laughs> and three, one thing to know is that people like Mark, um, you know, there's, there's sociopath CEOs yeah. and then there are CEOs like Mark. And yeah. he, these are the kind of CEOs that they actually go on CEO.com or whatever the book, there's a book company that sells um, at discount to CEOs when, mm -hmm. because they buy hundreds of copies for their employees. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so we have actually met whole real estate firms where they had, you know, 30 or 40 realtors in the company 
and everybody had required reading to read the, the Go Giver. It's okay. I paid full full price, and I'm so happy. Like literally, <laughs> like I'm so happy to pay full price and give this as a gift. I think it's thank you. I, that's all I have uh, to say. Yeah, I, I paid full it. price double because I have both the book and I bought it on Audible.com. So I'm going to listen to the rest while I work out today. I bought also the the Go Giver sells more. That was my second read, and it it just arrived. So I'm there. The green one. You know, FYI, the, the, there's, I, there's another one. The <laughs> green one. Oh, there's the, the leadership one. I've got that too. You know, the, the Go-Giver books are like M&Ms. There's different colors, but they yeah. all, they're, all, they're all pretty good. The, uh, the green one, um, uh, you know, it's called Go-Giver Sell More. And, and it's, you know, one, one of the, the, the things about that is that I always, I always worry that people who aren't directly in sales will go, oh, that book isn't for me. There's, there's a lot in that book that's about more than sales is all I want to say about that. <laughs> it, goes, it goes well beyond sales, but yeah, that's great. I'm so glad that you, Question, that you have any, that one. Any pointers as, 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 as I dive into that next one? Because I'm so bummed that I didn't read it before, before coming here. <laughs> oh, the only, only pointer I'd, I guess I'd have is, you know, as you read it, just, and you'll do it naturally anyway, is just be looking through your, sorting through your own experience to, for confirmation of whatever you read in the pages. Um, and by the way, you know, Priya, you were talking about the, the condition, right? Of, mm. of putting it into action the day. The beautiful, the beautiful thing about that is the way that you put these five laws into action, they can be little things. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be something earth shaking. Mm -hmm. um, it, it can be little ways like, like that, that, that I, you may have not gotten yet to the chapter where, where Joe is home alone with his wife, Susan. Not yet. Have, mm -hmm. Okay. That's okay. No, uh, tell me though. It's, it's, well, there, there's, first of all, there's a huge explosion. A lot of people die. No, that's, that's, a <laughs> um, this is, um, so Joe right. and Susan have this little scene alone at home and it's a little thing, but it's just an example of a little thing that ends up making a big difference. Um, it's like, and this, you did read the, the, the scene early on where Joe gets this phone call from a guy who's looking for, for a referral mm -hmm, and he mm -hmm, pulls this yep. business card out of a bottom drawer and gives the guy this name. Well, that will turn out to be, and I, this isn't That's a spoiler thing. that will harm your reading. That turns out to be something that has huge long-term implications. In fact, you want to know the truth, it has implications that reverberate through all the Go-Giver books, even the Go-Giver Marriage, the one that isn't out yet. Awesome. Uh, sometimes the littlest things that we do, little interactions, little actions, a word, a nod, a smile, listening to somebody for a few minutes, the littlest gestures can end up having the, the, the biggest long-term impact. So you mentioned your little itty bitty corner of the universe, right? Mm -hmm. Every little itty bitty corner of the universe is actually the seed of a gigantic you know, piece of the universe. So uh, you know, never worry about, about the size of the action. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to, I want to hop on and say, uh, here's my little story of the go-giver in action. I think the day before, John, that you said, you know, let me know if you want me to come on. I had a meeting and I give free consultations. Anyone wants to schedule, get on my calendar, go ahead. You can do it. Um, and this guy is like, okay, you know, we go through the whole thing. And I tell him, I answer his questions as best I can. And he's like, okay, what do I owe you for this? I'm like, Nothing. And he was like, really? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> with everyone. And he was like, okay. And he wasn't like, oh, can I hire you? Whatever. He was like, oh, you answered my question. Now I know I can move about, you know, doing my taxes. And I think literally like the next day, I think it was when you tweeted 
like to come on. So I'm like, all right, you know, you sometimes you just gotta <laughs> yeah, you put it out there and different stuff comes back. Yeah. So you yeah. never know. You really never yeah. know. Um yeah. my personal love of this book is as a CPA who came from bigger firms, it's such like a toxic, uh <laughs> obnoxious. Like if you get something wrong, they will nail you to the wall yeah. and partners yelling at you. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. So when I started my business, I'm like, no, this is not how we behave. <laughs> we're not doing this. I'm not working with anyone yelling. In fact, I had somebody working for me at one point who I didn't like how they were talking to me. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, no, you, you just can't do this. Yeah. Like <laughs> you gotta be on the same, you know, wavelength, same wavelength. Giving, yeah. you know, yeah, but, but that comes with emotional intelligence as a woman also. Like, mm -hmm. think, well, it was actually it. after Alex was like, why is he still working for you? After I was complaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, that means that Alex is very much in touch with his, you know, with his feminine side and the emotional intelligence is there. There you go, Alex. <laughs> now when he sees me walking in the neighborhood, he'll be like, all right, I like her. <laughs> I just want you to know this is the first time in my entire life Anyone has suggested I have high emotional intelligence. So. <laughs> only from this, we can only judge from this interaction. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. There were a lot of, you know, things in my career that I kind of thought about while reading this. You know, I want to say almost 15 years ago, we were down here. I had sold my business up in Boston or, and, and then I sold one down here. I kind of didn't know what to do with myself. And a friend and mentor got involved in, Incubate Miami, the first attempt at a business incubator down here. And it didn't go anywhere, but I was going down a couple of days a week for, you know, just mentoring these new startups. And it was rather neat and an experience. It wasn't, you know, and they didn't understand. It's like, well, what are you looking for? And this is like nothing. Like it was a way to, and turns out one of the companies that was there that I remember talking to uh, was a company called Kipu. Turned out to be the big rock star of this program. 15 years later, I'm working with them at a, a place, uh, you know, that I'm running the, uh, the technology side for. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, start mentioning these stories. And it was all of a sudden, now we're working with them. Now they're being helpful. Now we're clearing up problems. And it's one of those just kind of interesting, you know, nothing was looked for from it. And, you know, I knew, I've worked with people that are, it's quid pro quo on every uh, thing they do for you. And you hate doing that. And I'm reminded, you know, we read the book Influence in this group a few months ago. And th there's a chapter on reciprocity. And it's so true. When someone does something for you, you want to do something for them as a good person. But if someone demands something of you, it becomes a negotiation. And it's so much nicer to live in a world where we all help each other. And, you know, are there people that will take advantage of that? Sure. Do you want to spend your entire life dealing with them or do you just get them out of your life? I prefer to just get them out of my life. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it was, and, and the people I know that have really been at the top of their game, you know, they do spend their time helping others with nothing involved. That's not to say they don't get involved in business deals along the way from doing it. Obviously they do. And that goes back to your concept of you have to be willing to receive also. Yep. But there is absolutely that I'm just doing good and helping without looking for something in return results in much better uh, outcomes, I think, than looking for a trade. Yeah. At least at the big level, not necessarily, not necessarily at your day and making your uh, sales quota. Like there's a certain part in the world for just, do I get it done? But I think when you really look at people that have built great things and built giant businesses and their names are on theaters around town and things like that, those are people that just helped. 
Those aren't the people that, you know, counted their referral backs. And to the point of making your sales quota, you know, one thing I think it's important to point out is that being a go-giver doesn't contradict being a go-getter. Um, in fact, you know, all the go-giver, Pindar is a great example of a go-getter. I mean, this guy got stuff done. Um, Bob Berg is a go-getter. I, I'm a go-getter. I, every go-giver I know is a go-getter. Go-getter in the sense Goss, of, you know, Goss, getting Goss stuff like done. Goss, right? I never think that he's a go-getter and he's the epitome of not, not a go-getter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to get stuff done. I, you know, people who, it's people who get stuff done, who, who are internally motivated to, you know, to make an impact in the world. And so they're driven by what's inside, not just by, you know, their circumstance or by their job or by their requirements or by their needs, but by what's inside. They're motivated to get stuff done because they're, because they're, they want to be an agent in the world to make the world different, make the world better, make the world a changed place. So yeah, that's a go-getter. And, and the two go hand in hand, being a real go-getter and being a real go-giver. It's people who are go-getters and have gotten blinded to the go-giver side that, um, you know, that are unfortunate. Selfish or selfless? Yeah. I'm, I'm new here. Uh, a matter of fact, the, I didn't read the book yet. I went and looked it up online. Bet had told me about the book club and this book caught my attention. And I said, I'm interested, but I haven't read the book. And she's like, go get, read the summary. So I did all of that. I do plan to read the book because I, I did read the secret. So I, I love that. I'm <clears throat> curious, um, John, and especially uh, that you and your wife are, are also working on a book. If I could just ask the question from the standpoint of your process, what motivated you to write the book? And I've heard that when you're writing, you often relate to your personal experience. So I'm thinking that these characters and your story are related in some ways to experiences that you have had that you reframed or maybe used as a catalyst. Would you mind sharing that? Yes. Um, first, I want to say, Anna, do you want to say anything about that? I want to know which one of these gorgeous women are you, Lori, the blonde or the brunette? I am the, <laughs> the blonde. Well, you are cute as a button. <laughs> um, and I, and I, will, I will jump in on that for a moment. Um, these characters are based on real people. Um, and um, Bob and John are, are movers and shakers in the big world. I mean, they both have huge i mean you wouldn't they they are uninterested in gathering followers on twitter or facebook they're too busy helping being large at life and getting things done so they're both very um integrity bound just enormous thinkers and and movers and shakers in the world um and so they are based on real people um our book the go-giver marriage that john and i have already completed that that has actually um has already been purchased by a publisher and is actually going to be come out next spring, early spring. In March. Uh, March, yeah. Has with it an entire coach training program. We're actually going to train a whole host of coaches. And the reason, and this was talked about earlier, and I almost jumped in on it then, but the reason is that, um, you know, in any business negotiation, people, there's, there's the giver and then there's the one who's the taker. And the, who's like trying to figure out what they can get from it all. You know, what can I get from you in, in business? And when you go to networking events, there's the sharks running around handing out their card, 
you know, um, and they're only interested in what they can get. Um, and in a marriage, um, if you go in and you hold a scorecard, your marriage is pretty doomed from the get-go. But believe it or not, a lot of marriages, because we enter a marriage with all of the emotional intelligence from our primary family and all the material from our primary family, we enter a marriage and we carry all of that, all of our history from past relationships and everything with us. And so um, this book is based on our personal experience. We did meet at a party in Boston when we were in our 20s. We were both at the party with somebody else and both of us had each too much integrity to flirt while we were on a date with someone else. So even though we both were really, really drawn to each other, nothing happened. And we never went on a date or met each other ever again until almost 35 years later um, when we met quite by accident. And we immediately- both accident. Yeah, we both remembered each other and um, fell pretty instantly into in love. Um, and we have five children between us and four of the five, this, this is just a little shocking, four of the five have extreme special needs. And um, that is a unique situation um, for any couple to be in. But um, yeah, I mean, so we have um, definitely had the, had challenges in our 25 years of knowing each other um, and being married. Uh, but, you know, the, the book is based on so many concepts from the go-giver and how you bring it to your marriage. How do you, and there's so many, as John was saying earlier, so many subtle ways that you, um, you know, little interactions, little ways that you can appreciate your spouse or do things for your spouse. They have huge payback um, because they build the relationship. They build the depth of the relationship. Um, they build the intimacy of the relationship. So many, so many, so many ways. Um, so every single book in the Go-Giver series, and there are how many now? Five, John? There's five. Well, there's, five. yeah, four, five, four, five, four. There's four. There's four. There will be five. There will That's be right. five. It's about to be five. Um, and, you know, all of them are business books um, until we get to the Go-Giver marriage. And, and it was the first leap into, well, how does this really apply to personal relationships? How does it apply? Because we've had people from all over the world writing to us about how the go-giver changed their parenting. It changed their personal friendships. It changed their marriages. You know, people have been telling us how this book has impacted them for 14 years now, 15 years. Um, and, and it's just, you know, the book actually sells more annually per year now than it did in the first year it came out. Um, yeah, and every year- yeah, every year it's been a snowball, you know, rolling downhill into a giant snowball. I just want to piggyback on that and say that, you know, and Laura, you asked, you know, why did you write this? What, 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 you know, motivates you or compels you to write books like this? And I got to tell you, it's like this right here is, is what motivates us to write books like this. When, when you write a book like this or any book, really, it's just words in a page. I mean, it's just black specks on a white piece of paper. And it's, it's alive for like, if I write a book, it's alive for me, but it's just words on a page, alarm. someone's fire alarm, until Sorry. it's, you know, people like you read the book and interact and relate to it and come back and say, this book had this impact on me and my life is just going a little bit like to the right or to the left, or it's, it's made some difference. Suddenly the book is like, 
it's it's a living thing because you're reading it and you're feeding it back and it's and now it's now it's come to life so this right here right now this is the reason that that we write we write these books also i'll add something to that that nobody on this call knows and i i'm just going to reveal it because um john has a mission statement that he writes books that change people's lives yeah. for the better and i i love that I mean, I remember when he formed it many, many years ago. And I came up with this years ago. I, I write, I write books that change millions of people's lives, and the millions was important to me. I, I didn't want changing. <laughs> I wouldn't want to change five or ten lives. I want to change millions because you know why play small. And uh, also, I, um, in, in the Go Giver Marriage, and I forgive me for if I seem like I'm shamelessly plugging it, but um, I, I mention it only because. Um, the go-giver marriage is different than a therapy model because a therapy model puts both people in the couple in a therapist's room talking about their marriage. Um, the go-giver marriage is based on, on one person at a time being coached. So if you decide to be coached and you decide to read the book and apply the, the secrets of the go-giver marriage, it, you will be working on your own to change your marriage because it's the same as the go-giver you know, you bring the energy that changes everything by being a giver, by being generous of spirit, by being somebody who's, who's, you know, always got your back, who's just generous in so many ways. And so um, that's a huge part of the book from my vantage point, because I came from being a clinical psychologist and a clinical therapist. And, you know, it's not to say the therapy model is broken, but if both parties of a marriage don't want to get in the room, it's pretty hard to fix it. And one person can have a massive impact on their, on their personal friendships, their marriage, their relationship with their children. I mean, it just, the list goes on and on. And it all started with the seed of the book, The Go-Giver. Can you guys talk a little bit about what it's like to work with your spouse? <laughs> yeah, I just wanna- I just want, Any I, advice? <laughs> we, we love to, I just wanna um, to say, I noticed that it's almost the top of the hour. And no, Betty, I, I don't know if you- I don't know if you have time limitations. We didn't plan um, to be here more I than actually, I do have a two o'clock meeting. I feel bad now that I didn't like yeah. clear my whole afternoon. But <laughs> I'll, So I'll just say real quickly to that question, and I'll be very concise. First off, how's it, how is it to work together? It's awesome. And also, we have different strengths, and we, we work in different ways. And that, for us, I think is pivotal. You know, I don't try to do the things that she's good at. She doesn't try to do the things that I'm good at. We find the ways that we overlap and we find the ways that we're complementary. And that's, you know, that's the way we, we do, we did this book and that's the way we do our lives. That's fantastic. <laughs> I think Alex and, and I end up doing that too, because he's like the marketing, like creative part. And I'm like the, like, you know, accounting, ticking and tying and where all, where are all the details? So Alex, I dig the, I dig the tour, man. I dig the tour we just got of, uh, <laughs> I always awesome. say that if you if you want to work with your spouse, there has to be one front stage and one backstage, and if that is a good way to kind of like set it up, it, it, it works like magic. And the conversion, and and can, can, yeah, and it reverses. It, it doesn't have to be correct. It doesn't have to be necessarily linear. But if, yes. if you're a person who's gregarious and is always out there, it, it works wonderful if you have a spouse who's great at minutia because you know if you're gregarious, you suck at minutia. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the way it works. 
You know, it's funny on the marriage, looking forward to your book, we'll pick it up because now I feel guilty. Everyone's like, I have five copies. I have two. I'm like, I borrowed that and read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slacker. So, exactly. <laughs> so, but, you know, when you talk about, you know, in a marriage, there's definitely been times, you know, I think I, I get a message from Bet. Can you pick the kids up from karate? My response is absolutely. If I get a and I'll do this and I'll do that. And it becomes like a haggle and a negotiation. I'm like, well, that's not, I don't want that. Like, that's not fun. Right. I want to feel like I'm buying a used car. I'm happy to do something <laughs> or just do something nice for someone you care about. Uh, you know, but otherwise it, you know, it's a very different field to feel like you're negotiating your way through the whole thing. Yeah. So I definitely think, uh, I definitely think that it's, it's really true. And you see it in personal relationships, you see it in friendships, you know, you yes. see it in business connections, in you business know, it's, it, it's absolutely real. And it's, it's so nice when you introduce someone and something good comes out of it. You don't need anything out of it. And you just, you take pride in what's going on there. And, you know, yeah, you, you don't, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. And I thought it really brought home a lot of the, the concepts I've liked for more academic business books. I really thought it brought it down in a very, you know, concrete illustrative example. So I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, and, and it's funny, we definitely have to mix these in who, uh, who moved my cheese? This one is like it's nice when we bring like the simple parable ones. I love yeah. who moved my cheese. That's <laughs> <laughs> like have, pack season with I have one short. more <laughs> one more question before you, before before you 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 finish this. I just want to know: is there like any thought about like um, like the fifth agreement to do like you know what happened after when they were all together, or is there like a sixth law that can come out? Anything Ooh. like that? Oh, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know the answer to that question. We'll have to see. Okay. <laughs> That's a good idea. Okay. I just thought I would plant that seed there. The sixth, the sixth Lori, law. If, if you're still on, Lori, did you get all your questions? Did you get your question answered? I, I did. And I just want to share that um, I didn't feel like you were plugging your new book. What I felt from the two of you, first of all, is uh a real, like you, you are what you write about. Giving is from the heart and you express it, both of you so graciously. And in a time where people are afraid to share their secrets or their thoughts, um, intellectual properties, pretty good. It's refreshing to be able to see that. That was one. Number two, you genuinely express visually the love that you two share for each other and um, that <laughs> that was written all over your face and I think that passion for sharing again um, in your books uh, is is coming through in, so eloquently in the way that you just naturally give from the heart so it, it, your words matched what I believe I will find in reading that and that was very refreshing so thank you Lori, thank you so much. Yeah. We people, um, you know, we have a lot of friends at all different ages. And we were out to dinner with a friend of ours who's like 35. And he, he just announced suddenly that he wanted to know what our secret sauce was because he wanted a marriage like ours. And we just broke out laughing. But we ended up, you know, spending another hour at that restaurant with him um, sort of talking about really what was the foundation of the go-giver marriage which wasn't even written at that point but john and i knew we wanted to write it 14 years ago when the go-giver published um, and it's taken us that long to get it to get it to come to fruition but 
um, yeah, thank you. Really appreciate your words. All right, guys. Unfortunately, I do have, <laughs> I wish I didn't have a meeting in two, but I do. Um, I just wanted to say that um, May's book, To Sell is Human, The Surprising Truth About Moving Others by Daniel H. Pink. And we're going to have to go hunt him down and get him to come on. Because <laughs> this was fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much, John. I, I'm <laughs> still shocked that you agreed and that you gave of your time for so long. Um, it's, it was really fantastic. Thank you both. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Beth. Thank you, John. Thank you, Anna. Bye, everyone. All right, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.